Welcome to the Life Tree Community Church Podcast. These are recorded during our weekly services in Robbinsville, New Jersey. Our prayer is that these messages help you grow in your personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So, I invite you to turn to Genesis chapter 1. Again, really tough. Go to the beginning. I think it's page 3 in the softcover Bibles there. Um, We're doing a series here on uh, the creation, beginning of the year, starting a series on creation story in the beginning. And uh, in the beginning, God created and he called it good. Um, So last week we talked about um, how everything was formless. Beginning says God created the heavens and earth and says it was formless. It was just sort of this soup of matter, uh, just formless. And God says, let there be light. And there was light. Now this was, again, no, it's not sun. I think it's just just. Just light somewhere, just sort of everything was lit up. And so there's light now, you could see the formless nothingness. And God said, let there be space. So there was just space and light. And it's just this really interesting uh, process to creation, if we think about it. And we, the lessons we pulled out of last week is that God is the God who creates things out of nothing. Like there was nothing, and then God just spoke, and then there was something. And God's the kind of God that can, can speak something into being, and he doesn't need anything from you. He can just speak things into being in our life. He creates something out of nothing. And sometimes the, the something that God creates looks like nothing, because you're going, well, it's formless. It's light, but it's still formless. It's just space, just nothing. But what God is doing is he's just getting the canvas ready for what he is going to do. And we've got to trust the process, trust that he knows if God starts something, he's got something good in mind, and he's going to finish it. You know, we know that from... Because we know the rest of the story. We get to read the creation story. We read the creation story in one chapter of the Bible. Do you realize that? Like one chapter of the Bible tells us, so I don't know how many words that is, but like a couple paragraphs tells us how the entire thing began. I think they leave out like a few details. But I mean, it's really, like really, there's no way to capture the creation of the world in just such a short time. But that's what God reveals to us. So today we're going to continue that. So Genesis chapter 1, verse, uh, verse 9, we're going to read. It'll be on the screen or you can read along as well. Let me read this. It says, Then God said, Let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place, so dry ground may appear. And that's what happened. So let's, let's let me think about that. God said, Let the waters, well, I'm like really, I'm really hot up here. I don't know what's going on. All right. Let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place, so dry ground may appear. And that is what happens. See, God speaks and it happens. How many, you know, in your family, who speaks and things happen? I think there's like always one person that when they say it, doesn't matter what anybody else says, it's going to happen. Right? God speaks and it happens. Anytime God chooses to speak, I will encourage you, listen, because his words become reality. God speaks and that's what happened. He speaks it into being. God can speak things into being in your life. So uh, I just want to encourage you, God is still creating things and he's still speaking things into being. And every time God says something, pay attention, because what he speaks happens. So then verse 10 says, God called the dry ground. He goes, hmm, let's call that land. Land. Yeah, sure. Sounds good to us. And let's call the waters seas. All right. Sounds good. That's how it happened. God just said it. And God saw that it was good. Now, the good of God, we've talked about this, the good of God is not just like good, like, eh, it's good, you know, it's good, like, Went bowling last night. How'd you do? Good. Not bad. Actually, to be honest, we're in first place. First place. 35 teams. We're in first place. You know, um, has nothing to do with skill or talent. I have no idea how numbers work in bowling because we're like the third worst 
average team in the entire league, but somehow we're in first place because of handicaps. So I don't know how it works, but hey, we'll take it. We have fun and we eat lots of Twizzlers. That's great. Like that's how bowling works, right? That's just um, and yeah. Hey, give it up for Patty. Patty bowled a 167 last night. Yes, yes, career high. So it was a it was a good time. And Anna, my wife, bowled a 157. She beat us. She beat everybody. She was on fire last night. So we had a good time. But the good, it's not like, yeah, how'd you do in bowling? Good. It wasn't good. This is like the good of God, like it's good. Right? Just like lots of O's. Good. Like it's so good, it's perfect. It can't be better. It's just right. So when God says, and he saw that it was good, not like good, it's like it was just right. It's just like it was supposed to be. So God says, you know, I'm going to do this, and it's good. Then God said, verse 11, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. So for the first time here, God speaks something unusual into existence. I want to see if you can tell what it is. There's something that happens here that has not yet happened before in the creation story. Something enters the, the, the situation, the circumstance, the scenario into existence that has not been before. See if you can tell what it is. It says this, these seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came and that is what happened. Verse 12, the land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants and trees with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the third day. So let me tell you, did you hear it? Did you hear it? Do you know what it was? Something is now in existence that you and I feel the effects of every moment of every day, and you're experiencing it right now. I'm going to tell you what it is, but not yet. Um, it's called suspense. It's a, it's a useful tool in speaking. Um, and 14, and then it says, Then God said, Let the lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. I love us. And that is what happened. Because when God speaks, it happens every time. God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night, which we know is the sun and the moon, right? You, you understand this language here. And it says he also made the stars. And God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. Oh, this is good. This is just, I mean, he's, he's, God is feeling himself. I made this all. That's good. That's good. You know, you make something, you're like, ooh, I like that. That's good. God is making it, and he is liking what he's cooking. This is good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the fourth day, and we're going to stop there. So do you think you know it was so special and unique that, that entered creation? Day one and two, light and space. Day three, let's give this baby some shape, right? So let's make some land and some seas. We're kind of separated. So now we've got land. Maybe, maybe there's shape to the globe. I don't know. Maybe God kind of maybe it crystallizes and comes together, and so this matter kind of forms and it just forms land, so there's water, there's water, there's space, and all of a sudden the waters separate, and now there's land, and there's water, and there's trees and plants. And now day four, God says, okay, here come the big guys, let's get the sun, moon, and stars in place. All right, so we've kind of got the framework. Now you can see, guys, is starting to begin to paint, right? Bob Ross is working, he's got his background going, right? Here come trees, and you do the tree like this. All right, and he's got his tree going. 
Now remember, everything God makes is good, it's perfect, it's just right. And then God made something that's not yet a characteristic of creation. And here is what God makes that was so unique on this day. God introduces change. Change. Everything was constant until this point. Let there be light, and there was just light. There's space and light, and everything is static, and it stays the same. It's just in a constant state. There's no, no movement, no activity. It's just stillness. Now on day three and four, God introduces change. Trees and plants that do not stay as they are, but now they, they grow. Because they will grow, and they will bear fruit. And they will produce seeds for more. God is expecting that not only will these things change, but they will keep changing and keep changing. He introduces this idea that change will continue to happen throughout the rest of this creation. Anybody have grass? Keeps growing, right? If you mow it, that's what my grass looks like. Weeds. But I look better than my neighbor, so it's okay. Um, he hasn't lived in his house for two years, but that's, hey, I don't tell people, you know, hey, I don't judge. Um, but you can try and kill grass, you know, it comes back, right? You, you pull out weeds, they come back, right? Since the dawn of time, things continue this cycle of change and growth, right? Just keep growing and changing. Seasons, do plants keep changing, right? Don't their seeds keep producing new plants and trees, right? Come on, dandelions. Oh, man, those things... They know how to spread and keep growing and send out seeds. And you can try and kill them. we got chemicals. You can bring in goats. You can do whatever you want. You are not getting rid of dandelions. They come back. Up until this point, everything had been static, total stillness. And then God creates land. And he separates it. And God creates the sun and the moon. So now sunlight activates the growth mechanism within these plants Right? And trees, the lights absorb photosynthesis. Right, We know how this works. Right? Things grow. What the plants looked like yesterday is not what they look like today. And what they look like today is not what they will look like tomorrow. Change is introduced into the world. Germination and change. And with the sun and the moon, not only light, but for the first time now on the earth, you know what you have? You have tides. Gravitational forces. The earth is now... There's creation, there's sun, stars, there's, there's a solar system here, there is rotation, there is orbit, and there are tides. Water comes in and water goes out, there is change. We don't think about that as being a significant thing, like tides, who cares, what's the big deal? But you think about it, you know what moving water does? It affects surfaces. You've seen the effect of the ocean, tides that come in, water over time smooths and changes the surfaces underneath it, right? So now you have a constantly changing environment. This is something that God created. And now light was changing. Rather than constant light, right? just let there be light and there was light. Now God introduces the concept of darkness and light. Like Rather than constant light, darkness would gradually become lighter until the sun was fully up. And then gradually darkness would return until the moon would be visible. Again, up until this point, everything's a static experience. But now God spoke change into the world. And God called the change good. See, everything God made was good. So change is, is good. <laughs> Can you feel it? You know where I'm going, right? <laughs> Do you think change is good? 
I mean, I like some change, right? I, 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 don't, I, I don't like wearing the same clothes every day. After a while, you know, I want to change it up a little bit. I, you know, I grow a beard in the winter. I like to shave it off. I like change, you know. I like experiencing four different types of seasons. I do. I love that about New Jersey. I love, you know, that we get four solid seasons here. I don't think I could handle living in a, a hot climate year-round. It would make me crazy. Like, I don't think I could live in the tundra either. I, I need change. I, I need that. I need, I love that. I love feeling. I love seeing the leaves change. I love all that kind of stuff. I love different types of food, right? Listen, you can't have just all chocolate donuts. Sometimes you need ones with sprinkles and jelly. Like, you need to change it up sometimes. I like new shoes. Anybody like new shoes? Like, can you have enough new shoes? The answer is no. Okay, I like change. I like new shoes. We like new cars. We like new things. We like change. But there's some things, some change I don't like. There's some change I don't like. I walk in my house and my couch is just not where I left it. This happens more often than you would think. I don't like the changing insurance laws. I don't like what it does to my wife. And she's got to be on the phone with these people being like, wait, what now? Like, change. I don't like change. It's inconvenient. Right? I, don't like the, I don't like the change of aging. Right? When you're like, oh, that's new. I didn't feel that hurting yesterday. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's something new. Like, change. Was that a funeral yesterday? I don't like death. I don't like change of losing people. Like, couldn't everybody just stay? I, and, and, and people change. Right? Like, who you were yesterday is not who you were today. <laughs> who you are today. Like, you said something different. I, when people change. Right? I want people to behave in consistent ways. You know, my least favorite words is there's been a change of plans. <laughs> Cannot compute. I don't understand. You know, like, um, listen, don't change the plans. I'm not a flexible person. I hate that. Uh, people who know I don't like change. Some change is fun and enjoyable. Some of you love change. You're like, yeah, whatever. Let's just go for it. I don't understand how God made you. Some of you would never change a single thing for the rest of your life ever. And we know that by the way you do your hair. Like you will never change it. I understand. I want my food to taste as good this time as it did last time. Every time I want consistency. I want my couch to be where it was when I left the house. Is that too much to ask? Is it? Just leave it alone. Because change, it disorients us. What was yesterday is not the same today. I don't... Wait, what? And it, and it makes us pause because I thought that was here and now it's there. Who you are today is not who you will be tomorrow. You change. We all change. I thought you said that. Yeah, I changed my mind. I thought I was in the mood for this, but now I'm in the mood for that. We change. Where you are today is not where you will be tomorrow. What you have today may not be enough for tomorrow. What you know today may not be enough for tomorrow. Change is unavoidable. It can be difficult to navigate. And God created change and called it good. <laughs> See, God is so good, He doesn't leave us in the confusion of a constantly changing world. You know what God does? God gave us signs to help us navigate the changes of life. I will give you the sun and the moon. To govern the day and the night. To tell you where you are. To help you understand the time that you are in. 
The sun tells us it's daytime. The moon tells us it's night. The stars tell us the seasons. Where are we? Where are we? What season is this? Time changes. It keeps moving, and we can't stop it. You ever try? Good luck, right? We like wouldn't it be great to have DVRs to pause life sometimes. Like I just want to, just want to, before it moves on, and it just keeps, just keeps ticking. It's the third Sunday in January. We're already into 2017. Come on, February's coming. Super Bowl. Before you know it, springtime's going to be here. I'm planning for Easter. All right, you're looking for the summertime. You're planning your summer vacations. Right, time. Trees keep growing, the sun and moon keep cycling, the tides come and go, and so too do our days. Psalm 90 says this, Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Right before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn people back to dust, saying, return to dust, you mortals. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. Yet you sweep people away in the sleep of death. They are like new grass of the morning. In the morning it springs up new, but by evening it is dry and withered. Listen to this. Our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures. Yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. Here it is. Here's what the psalmist says. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. I heard a preacher say it like this. It was Tony Evans, if anybody knows Tony Evans. He said this. He said, you know, think of it. He said the average Ameri- lifespan for an American, you know, you get, you get the rough age. Well, what is it, like 80, something around 80, 82, something like that now. For, a little different for men and women. But just kind of figure out, you know, how many days. You know. And so he said, you know, take that number of how many years. Subtract your age from it. So let's say it's 80 and, you know, say you're 40. So you can say 40 years left. Multiply that by 365. Now, imagine how many, how many days that would be. Cut up slips of paper. One for every day. And at the end of every day, just take that piece of paper and throw it away in a garbage can. Look at your list and every day, just know. Number your days. You are throwing every day you are spending. You know what it's teaching? Measure your days. God gave us the sun and the moon. Why? Because he gave us orientation to let us know where we are See, a hundred years from now, you know what the truth is for the world? All new people. hundred years from now, all new people. Turns over. Our days fly by, but change is part of God's good creation. And God in his wisdom gave us gifts, mile markers, buoys that guide us through life. They govern the day and the night and they let us know what time it is to give us context and bearing. Astronomers know the seasons by the stars, right? They can, they can look at the stars and tell what season of life it is, what time of year. They can, because of the, the, the constant change of the stars, they can tell. They're an average of 100 billion stars per galaxy. There are about 10 billion galaxies in the observable universe. I was going to put the number on the screen, but there's just too many zeros. It's a billion trillion so it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven, so 21. So one with 21 zeros. Okay. That's a billion trillion. That's how many stars we think are in the observable universe. And just so you know, in the narrative of creation story, it's a footnote. And God also made the stars. He just threw in a billion trillion stars. Just, just going to throw in a billion trillion stars. 
Oh, yeah, he made the sun and the moon. Oh, yeah, and he also made the stars. <laughs> I also made some macaroni and cheese. God also made a billion trillion stars. There you go. The same God who created the stars that give us our location in this world, here's their payoff, it gave us, it continues to give us our location in life. More than a calendar, more than a GPS, God reveals where you are and what time it is. The world we live in is ever-changing. So the question, this is the so what part of the message, the question for us is this, do you know where you are? Do you know where you are? The sun goes down, the moon goes up. Do you know what time it is? What season of life are you in? Are you in a springtime of new beginnings? God gives us context. He says, understand where you are. Are you in the springtime of new beginnings? Are you in a summer of rapid growth and change? Are you in an autumn of harvest and reflection? Are you in a winter of stillness and solitude? Where are you? What season of life are you in? And what time of life are you in? Are you in the morning or the evening? One of my favorite things, my dad had revealed this to me. I never thought about it this way, but it's in the text, and I've shared it before. But we think of days wrong. It says, and there was evening and there was morning, first day. It doesn't say there was morning and there was evening. It says there was evening and then there was morning, first day. We count days by starting the morning. God created Start in the evening. Sabbath, the Jewish Sabbath, right? This church itself, the, the building, right? They honor the Sabbath. The Sabbath, you know when the Sabbath starts? Sundown. In the evening. The, the difference there is that the, the beginning of the day is darkness and the end of the day is lightning. Are you in the dark evening of your morning? Or are you in the light of the end? We are not in the light on the way to the darkness. We are in the darkness on our way to the light. We see that? Are you in the dawn hours of your life? Is a new light rising? Are you in the full light of the noonday sun? Are you in the twilight? Where are you? What time is it in your life? I've got bad news. I'm sorry. I've got bad news. Okay. Every day. What have you got up there? Bad news. Every day you change. You are getting older. Your life just you're just not going reverse. We just keep getting older. Gray hairs are coming. Kids, I'm telling you, gray hairs are coming. Like by the time you're like 15, 16, it's over. Gray hairs. You are not who you were yesterday. You are different today. Every one of you in this room is different today than you were yesterday. You understand things differently. You see things differently. It may be slight. It may be incremental. But you are different. What you knew yesterday is not enough for today. The world constantly changes and you cannot be sustained on yesterday's supply. You are changing in a changing world. But I've got good news for you. Good news. Every day you change. That's good news. You are not who you were yesterday. That's good news. And you can learn more today than you knew yesterday. That's good news. And God will guide you through this ever-changing world. That's good news. And what you are fighting today, you may not have to fight for tomorrow. And what you don't know today may be clear tomorrow. God created change and called it good. You know what change does? 
It, it keeps you from going on autopilot. You ever follow somebody in a car where you don't know where you're going and you're like, I'll just follow you there? And they start driving. You know, there's rules about how you should do this. Do we know this? Like if you're leading somebody, put your blinker on. And put your blinker on like well in advance. Like if you want to, and if you're trying to get over and shift a lane, you put your blinker on and the person following you should get over first to let you over in front of them. Like these, these, are, the, these are the ways it works. There's, there's like logic involved in driving. I don't know if everybody understands these rules. But there's ways, and so, and if you're leading somebody, you don't speed because then they're risking a ticket as well, right? And just because you can take the curve at 65 doesn't mean they should take the curve at 65. So just be considerate of the person following you. But you know when you're trying to follow somebody, especially when there's lots of turns in, involved, you're like right up on them. You're really paying attention, right? You're, you don't want to lose them because you don't know where you're going. And this, this really isn't as relevant today because of GPS. We've got those things. But pretend like in a pre-GPS world, right? You're trying to follow somebody. You don't know where they're going, so you pay attention See, because when the situation is changing in front of you, you pay attention. When you think you know what's going to happen next, you just go on autopilot. You just cruise, because I've been here. I've seen this day before. I know what's coming. And I tell you, my kids today are not who they were six months ago. This church is different today than it was in 2010 when we started it. It changes. Your husband or wife is not who you married 10, 20, 30 years ago. Actually, they may not even be who they were 10 or 20 minutes ago. Our world is not the same as it was yesterday. We know we're living in a constantly changing world. The experiences that this generation has is not the experiences. They are not the experiences we had. The sun goes down, the moon and stars come up, and everything is different. Change demands that we keep our eyes on the navigator. We look to the sun and to the moon and to the stars to guide us. And if I don't look at the guide, if I don't look up, you know what? I lose my way. Things change and I lose my bearings. I thought I'd been this way before. But then when you get there, you realize I'd never seen this day before. It looked like other days I've been in. But you know what? When I got there, I realized I have no idea where I am. We must recognize that not only did God design the change, but he also designed the guides. He designed, and that's, listen, in our life, God gave us something, signs to guide us and navigate us through this ever-changing world. So, look for God in the change. Practically, what does that look like? Well, it looks like this. starts with prayer. starts with conversation with God. God, grant me my bearings today. Remind me who you are, who I am, and what I'm called to do. Remind me what season I'm in and what time of life this is. Practically, it looks like the Holy Spirit in our lives saying, Holy Spirit, you're my guide. You're my navigator. When in an ever-changing world, I don't know where I am. I don't know where this is. I don't know what's going on. It looks like the past, but there's something different about it. You know, like in fairy tale, fairy tale stories, the forest, right? you ever seen this forest where the forest moves? And the trees move themselves and you were in a spot and you, 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 you turn away and you come back and all of a sudden the trees are different because they moved. But you think you're in the same spot, but everything is different. That's the world. It looks like it did yesterday, kind of. But something's changed. Every day something else changes about our world. 
God, I need you to guide me through this new territory. Spend time in the Word of God. Let me tell you, the Word of God, it's a compass. It is a light to your path. It lets you know which way to walk, where to go. How do I get through this ever-changing world? And build relationships with people who believe the best in you. Iron sharpens iron. Listen, other people can help you. Listen, from your perspective, you here, but they say, from my perspective over here, let me tell you, this is what I see about where you are and what season it looks like to me. Right? This is community. That's what a church is for. We help people. We give people orientation. And God may give you some wisdom for somebody else to encourage them. But perhaps today you feel lost. I don't know. But maybe today you feel like, you know, I have no idea where I am in my life. I'm in a boat in the middle of the ocean. There's no shore in sight. I don't have a clue where I am. I don't know. Maybe that's you. I'm glad you're here if that's the case. Because God wants you to know that you don't have to know where you are. Because he knows exactly where you are. And he can lead you where you need to be if you will follow him. You don't need to know all the maps of all the world and have everything figured out, although I would like them. Wouldn't you love to have like a GPS plugged into your phone? You wake up and God says, this is where you are today. This is what you're going to do. This is how things are going to go. I mean, listen, for those who like change, I'm just telling you, it's better not to have change. It's better. Trust me. It's better to have it all laid out so you can just follow the plan. But, but God doesn't work like that. He says, listen, you just got to follow me. Follow me a step at a time. I will be the sun and the moon and the stars to guide you, to govern the night. Perhaps today, you just need to invite God to guide you. You've been trying to map your own road and it's time to admit you're doing a lousy job. Listen, if you are mapping your own road, you are doing a lousy job. You may not know it, but you're doing a lousy job. None of us can map our own roads. We don't have an idea where we're going or what we're supposed to be doing. And God sees all things. Perhaps today you simply need to thank God for his divine signs. You know the only reason you are where you are today is because the one who knew how to get you there led you there. There's no way you could have gotten where you are without him. So we just need to say thank you. I don't know. I don't know where you are today. But I want to encourage you. This world constantly changes. God made it that way. It's designed that way. It's not going to... That, that won't change. It will keep changing. That won't change. It's confusing. Um, but if we will look for God in an ever-changing world, we'll find him. Because you know what? I know that because the sun and the moon are still there. You go outside, you can still see the sun every day. It constantly comes up. You actually saw the moon this morning, driving here. You can see the moon. You know, you see the, the moon during the day. It's out. Saw the moon. Stars are still there. We've got like seven of them in New Jersey. Every time you look up and see the sun, moon, or stars, just remind yourself that the one who made them to govern the days, to guide us through life, to let us know what season of life we're in, what time it is, what time of day it is, the one who designed them, who created them, who spoke them into being, was like, yeah, hey, stars, go ahead. A billion trillion. Just made some stars. The God who says that, who does that, he still leads and guides you. And will give you context. He will give you understanding of where you are. He knows exactly where you are and what time it is. Because he's good. And that's why he makes good things. So that's my encouragement to you today. I want to give you a few moments. Um,
take, take, we're going to put some music on. I encourage you to take a minute. On the back of your connection card, an opportunity for you to, to reflect this morning. I want you to think about this. Say, God, where am I? And what time of life is this? Ask yourself that. And let, just, and let God just speak to you in this moment. Maybe God needs to give you some wisdom about where you are. I encourage you to take a moment, do that, and then we'll close our service uh, in just a few moments. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were encouraged by this message. For more information about Life Tree, please check us out online at lifetreecc.com.